This podcast is part of the Deluxe Edition Network. To find other great shows on the network, head over to deluxeeditionnetwork.com. That's deluxeeditionnetwork.com. Bev's Video Kingdom is intended for a mature audience. Listener discretion is advised. Bev's Video Kingdom really is brought to you by... What the fuck? What's up, dude? One of my renters broke the toilet again. That dude takes giant shits. I know what I'm doing tomorrow. Why don't you hire a property management company or something to take care of that stuff? Because they suck, and they take 10%. You know, our dude Hank owns and manages Heritage Realty Partners. I think he said he only charges 5%, and he visits each property at least once a month. That's right. He's always posting beers from the road. You have his number? Actually, I do. His personal number is 805-451-5734. Perfect. Now he can deal with my renter's big shits. Heritage Realty Partners. For all your property management and investment needs. What's up, BBK? This is Brad, and uh, I am joined here by my friend Scotch. Hi, Brad. How's your bat? Is it? Oh, it's nice and solid. Yeah. (laughs) Since I said baseball, (laughs) (laughs) people are going to be thinking that we're doing a baseball movie, and you know what? Actually, we are. Mm -hmm. But you're thinking about the wrong one with the way that I obviously covered. Our, our friend uh, James Earl Jones. That was James Earl Jones. <laughs> Baseball. Never would have guessed it. Okay, my bad. Still pretty good, though. Um, we are talking about a league of their own tonight. And uh, you know what? There's some some things going on. Uh, Scotch, did you bury him again? Is that what happened? Did I didn't. Just, oh, okay. But based on their performance in the last draft, when they finished third and fourth, That's I figured, true. you know what? It's time to send those guys to the minors. And learn how to do some drafting. Okay, so then the minors. They're in the minors. I figured it was it was appropriate for this pod. We're talking baseball, and so uh, yeah, our other two co-hosts are they just <clears throat> they need to get their shit together. Well, it was kind of mean that you sent them down. Like they're on like that 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 movie pod with a bunch of like tweens. They're like they're, like they're talking about the uh, the new. Uh, uh, Barbie and stuff, and they're talking about the Ninja Turtles movies, and those right. guys are on that pod. I'm like, I don't know how well they're going to do. Well, I mean, they better dominate, or they're not getting called up. That's yeah. all I'm saying. So Z- I'm, I'm Z- Zach, Zach's F-bombs are not going over well very well. <laughs> not working too good. Yeah. So um, instead of those folks, I mean, who needs those folks around? We've got other folks. Mm-hmm. And you might have, you might know, of, actually, you know what? All of these people we have veterans. that are in this room are, are veterans of the BBK pod. So uh, that makes me happy because... We've never we've had them on the pod together, but never officially as a couple. We've got our friends Walter and Kendra. Hello. I think Hi. we did Chef officially. I think there was that officially a couple I, I, pod. I think they, so. Yeah, I remember them both being I, on. I yeah, think so. that was years and years and years ago. ago. I don't remember before that. your belt. Yeah, yeah. Pre-belt. Before we were, you know, everything post uh, uh, podcast of the year. I mean. Right. That all just doesn't, that's like a blur for me. Yeah. All right. So, hey, Walter, how you doing? 
Doing all right. You doing all right? Doing great. You you want to talk some baseball? As long as we don't talk no, about the Giants. I don't want to talk baseball. We're in a Dodger den here, and uh, the Giants aren't doing great. So oh. I'd rather stay away from real life baseball. <laughs> Dodgers haven't been that great the last few days, also. So uh, it's the, it's the just, worst. Let's keep it, it, it's let's the keep it friendly. It's the worst when you can. You're the only like happiness for me is like uh, the Dodgers have a picture a pitcher that like committed domestic violence like that's oh, terrible that i'm like excited yeah. about that well you'd like to cling on to anything negative with the dodgers and, and pretty much yeah, so you're you're welcome that we have yet another dirt bag i'm saying some <laughs> franchises are notorious and some aren't so yeah I'm it's sure. like the patriots of uh, the west uh-huh <laughs> um also with some headphones on over there is uh my lovely wife Melissa, who hasn't been on the pod in a, in, in a little while. She was on our, most recently, she was on our pod about Love Actually. That's right. And she also once judged us on our, uh, the BBK Taste in Men. I feel like she's judged you a lot more than that. Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah. We're, we're talking off the air. I've been judged my entire, uh, like, marriage and, and uh, three years before that. So, you know. I have skills. She does. She All does. the skills. A lot of judgment. All right. So, folks. <laughs> We are talking about League of Their Own, and this is a classic movie that I remember from the first time watching it just being like, holy shit, this was an enjoyable movie. Like, it just, it's fun. It's got the right, like, kind of rhythm the entire time. Uh, uh, there's a lot of humor. There's a little bit of drama. And uh, it's a, a fun, not just sports movie, but just a fun movie in general. So uh, what do you what do you think, Scotchy? Yeah, it, it's, I don't. I can't picture the first time I saw it. I don't know when I saw it, if it was in the theater or not. It came out in 92. Um, so I was a senior in high school. Um, I didn't do a lot of dating in high school. Um, so I know I didn't go on a date and see it. But uh, anyway, I, I remember loving it. I remember Tom Hanks was, was the absolute highlight for me. Um, and just thoroughly enjoyed it. It's, it's definitely one of those movies that comes on. Every time I, I see it come on, I, I definitely... Uh, watch it i've watched it a lot of times recently i remember so i went to watch it last night and i was like i don't even think i need to because i i just know this movie backwards and forwards love it that's good because i actually had to watch the uh my 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 wife and daughter were watching it not too long ago Uh and i caught the second half and the second half is just i know all the beats but then it was like the first half i hadn't watched in a long time right going back to that first half it brought up some things like oh god i forgot like john lovitz is hilarious in the beginning oh yeah he's great i mean he's not really in it from from the first half on so it's like once you lose him like if you only watch the second half you wouldn't even know he exists exactly so kind of crazy Kendra Walter, this was a little bit, uh, you guys were, were youngins when this came out, but I'm assuming maybe at some point you guys caught this. Uh, I watched this glorious cinematic masterpiece for the first time on Tuesday. Oh, shit. Okay. And wow. Lovely. I loved it. I loved it so much. And I love that you just said John Lovitz because I have, I actually, well, we won't say that I met John Lovitz, but... Um, me and Walter went to Ohana Fest at Dana Point in 2019 to go see Mumford and Sons in concert. And I was in line for the bathroom. And this gentleman who is obviously, you know exactly who he is the second you see him, waddles up in front of me, literally stops like directly in front of me, does the John Lovitz like look around <laughs> the world thing and then shuffles on his way. And I was just like, what? And then I texted Walter. I was like, oh my God, Jen Lovitz just walked in front of me while I'm in line for the bathroom. That's um, funny that you say Ohana Fest because yeah. my uh, I have my cousins that were going to Hawaii and in the, uh, the airport in Oahu, they were in the airport and they're like young, cute girls. And John Lovitz 
saw them and wanted to take a picture with them. Of course. It wasn't like them going, <laughs> he's like, oh, girls, you're so lovely. Let's take a picture. And like, basically, like, do you know who I am type thing? And oh they're God. like, he wanted to take a picture with us. That was, they put on the Instagram and yeah. I was like, oh, that's, shit, that's John Lovett. So oh my God. And that was, that was in uh, Oahu. So a little Ohana on that side too. But yeah, it was good. I loved it. I loved the movie. I love the supporting cast too. Mm-hmm. I love all of it. I'm a big Lori Petty fan. Awesome. I love her. I really do dig her. Yeah. Yeah. So it was great. I loved it. Yeah. I'd, I'd seen the movie prior, I think once or twice. I didn't remember a ton of it. Um, it wasn't a movie that stuck out to me simply because it just was, it was like, not, I didn't like it. Not that I didn't like it. I really liked the film. I just don't really remember when the first time I saw it was or having any sort of really uh, like, like heavy thoughts about the movie when I saw it. So rewatching it was really cool. Uh, I, as soon as we got into the movie, when we sat down to watch it a couple of days ago, I thought, oh, this is coming back to me and Kendra's really going to like this. It's right up her alley. Uh, so it was really cool to rewatch it knowing what my wife's music or movie tastes are and that she would like it too. You know, so I thought nice. that, that was really cool. And um, it's, it's a baseball movie and, and I, I really like almost every baseball movie I've seen. So you can't really go wrong there. Did any of you have any idea that there was a professional girls baseball league? Like for real, like this was based, based off I of didn't know a- that. after watching the movie. No, like, Going well, going into it, you guys. Did you know that going in before? I knew that the Rockford Peaches were a thing. Okay, cool. but I didn't know like a tremendous amount about the situation. I just right. knew that that was a thing. And I, I mean, I obviously I didn't know before. Yeah, I pr- heard prior to the, the movie, movie I, did, I right. didn't know that existed. So yeah, it was it was interesting. But of course, I was interested afterwards to kind of like You're go back a and history like, find teacher out. Brad. You didn't know that, bro. I was like. <laughs> 12 or 13 when this came out. He wasn't a history teacher then. (laughs) Um, What you were saying real quick, Walter, I just, I want to hit on that is that like, I could see people saying this movie, like uh, I think Nate talked about Cinderella Man last week when he was like, it's a movie that's really good and you enjoy it, but then you kind of like forget it afterwards. And I could see this maybe being in that vein of like, where it's like, you really enjoy it, but later on you're like, what, what happens in that? I know they, they play baseball and like forgetting some of the major beats. Yeah, I, I I almost completely forgot the character that Tom Hanks plays. I mean, everyone remembers the famous quote in the movie, one of the right, famous, right. most famous quotes in the movie, and that that comes from Tom Hanks. But I almost forgot like how much of an asshole he was in the film. <laughs> Just a drunk so yeah, we started rewatching. Right? And I'm like, oh yeah, he plays <laughs> the biggest jerk you can play. Like, yeah. That's something that I didn't even remember because it, once again, as you said, it you watch it. Oh, this is a good movie, and then afterwards, at least for me, I wasn't really thinking about it again. Until yeah. we had it back on the right. TV. Mm-hmm. There you go. So uh, we didn't mention directed by Penny Marshall. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, notorious for, for all sorts of stuff. And, and you got some of that? I got some. So when we get to the drinking the director, oh, okay. well, I got yeah, a few yeah, things we can course, get into on her. Um, you, would then, think, you would think I don't know how to do this pod. I know. Yeah. Um, <laughs> real quick, just talking about the, 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 the line that Walter's talking about, the no, there's no crying in baseball. Um, something I, I saw was that that line was rated number 54 on the American Film Institute's 2005 list of 100 years, 100 movie quotes. So it's oh, one of the. Awesome. That's a great one. And I would yeah. say in the last 19 years, it probably has not moved I don't, much because that's I, it's still in the top hundred. It's got to be yeah. for sure in the top hundred. Yeah. Um, I, I also like that it's a it's a line because this happens with a lot of famous movie lines is that they're misremembered. Yeah. Right. And this one, it never. I don't think it ever is. I've never heard anyone say this. Like say, there's no crying in baseball in a way that isn't actually yeah. the movie line yeah. right like star wars luke i'm fault like that's mis- like there's a bunch of famous movie lines that everyone says wrong 
and this one doesn't seem to fall into that. Yeah, they, they, they pretty much get it right. I'm yeah. just surprised that a bigger line in 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 pop culture is not. I'm going to go give the wife a little pickle tickle. <laughs> yeah. 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 I almost died when that happened. I was like. Oh my God, this is amazing. Uh, I mean, how is that not in like just common like use right now it, at this it, point? It's in my notes because I was going to make sure it got brought up and I'm so Dude, glad you did. I oh. did. The first like 20 minutes of that movie before they kind of settle into, okay, we're playing baseball. There's some zingers. They're there's just like, they yeah. just let John Lovitz loose and they're like, okay, man, <laughs> just, just, just talk shit to everybody. And we're going to film it. And, and I'm sure this will just be the beginning of the movie. So yeah. just do whatever you want. I do use the, the phrase, whatever tickles your pickle. I do use that fairly often, but... <laughs> Is that where it yeah. comes from? I don't know if that's where I got it from, but that's what I... I feel like that was maybe... Tickle, tickle Your Pickle was maybe around before, but... Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. But, 92. But just give the wife the old pick, pickle tickle. He says oh. it's so nonchalant. Like yeah, and he's, like he's, he's going to run home, thing. you know, take a yeah. shower, just yeah. a little pickle tickle. He's, and he's going to be on his way. He's going to go back and do some scouting. <laughs> he showers oh. first. Um, oh. But yeah, a very successful movie. The budget was a lot more than I thought it might be. This is Tom Hanks, though. A lot of stars. Really. But you also, I have but, to imagine to period piece it out is probably expensive. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah, I, yeah I guess the, the, the costuming and, and all that stuff. And, and But Tom Hanks wasn't really Tom Hanks yet. I mean, he'd done, he'd done big, and then he had a bunch of stinkers. Like, he, he had, like, Joe versus the Volcano and, like, Turner and Hooch, which is, a you know, I, I, I guess, yeah, this I is like the cusp it, of him huge. about to go wild. And so it was after this when he took off. Um, I'm I sure actually, Madonna had, like, a fucking entourage and, like, well, yeah. mm -hmm. like, putting her up was probably, like, half the budget. But, yeah, Tom Hanks, um, he really had, hadn't done anything big. He had, like, and the movie before this, I think, was Bonfire of the Vanities, which was a huge bust. It was, like, a big book. And it was like, uh, I think Bruce Willis was in it. And, I've and, never heard of that. And, yeah. And it was supposed to be this big movie and it totally was a buzz. Melanie Griffith, I think. And so <laughs> then, then this, and so he did this because Penny Marshall directed him in big. And so when he came out after this, which I absolutely caught the attention of everybody, he did Sleepless in Seattle, Philadelphia, Forrest Gump, Apollo 13. The oh, 90s boom, boom, were boom. Tom Hanks' bread and butter, I think. Oh, yeah. Or at least this, the beginning. This is, when he, this when is he like started. his warm-up. This oh, is mm -hmm. like, yeah. His ascension. He, for sure, 100%. Um, uh, speaking of Madonna, like, I, I know it was said that like they were filming in some small town in like, Indiana and Kentucky is where they were filming in. I guess she was just shitty to everybody around her, like oh. basically being the little New York like socialite. She's just like, I'm a superstar. I'm not supposed to be living like this and was, was kind of a dick. So well, that, that uh, sucks. Something else I, 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 I saw was um, Deborah Winger was actually cast for this. And she spent three months training with the Chicago Cubs to get ready for this role. And then four weeks before they started filming, she quit because she heard Madonna was cast. Oh, shade. Damn. So and she said, no, thanks. I, I, mean, I mean, was it I, I'd be curious to know, like, was it just because she thought, well, I don't want this, you know, singer in here, like didn't like respect her or did she have a personal beef with her? It's like, I don't know. But, She's like, uh, I want to film Officer and a Gentleman, too. I'm leaving. <laughs> 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 Which is actually a good movie if you've never seen that. Um, mayonnaise. mayonnaise. Um, so, well, I think we can get Penny Marshall in here. Um, we've got our, our first thoughts. Melissa, well, anything to add? I mean, you saw this movie. You're a big fan of this. She, I want to hear. She couldn't be farther like, away from the microphone. I know. Right now. She's she has trying to, to avoid it. She's <laughs> drinking not great at reading beer. body language. Yeah. Um, I love this movie. I think I saw it at just the right time, just the right age. You know, I would have been about 
junior high. So you were a little softball player yourself. I played softball and this was just like early girl power for me. Like how right. do you mm-hmm. how do you lose with all of these amazing female characters? And I love baseball. I love history. I thought it was a great, you know, and historical film. They do such a fun job of movies that are centered around like World War II, I think. For some reason there's such like a romanticism to it. Absolutely. It's yeah. like this, you know, weird, oh, this is a, a perfect mm-hmm. golden time to look back on. Even though it was completely garbage before and you're just I was waiting born. for someone to tell you your loved one's dead. But yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you're gutting. Absolutely. Oh, but it's it's so good. And then like the little song they do at the end, it's just so classic of like what you think a movie in the forties should be. Yeah. I guess. All right. Well, let's bring in oh Miss Penny Marshall. To Laverne. Come <laughs> yeah, let's bring in Laverne to go ahead and talk about this classic, A League of Their Own. Come on in. Pull up a chair and grab yourself a drink. Hypothesize what directors think. Maybe sometimes get a guess. Makes us look good. Let's drink, laugh, and pretend we know what we're doing. Drinking with the director brought to you by Last Call Brewing. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Penny Marshall. I, Walter, do you love that we filmed that in Last Call? You know, with a, on a packed night. I didn't know that you did that. Oh, well, yeah. we I must not we, have been there. That we didn't night. invite you, actually. Oh, yeah, yeah that makes Brad. sense. We weren't going to tell him that. That makes sense. Well, this is um, awkward. I do love every time I hear that. So I've told Brad this, and I don't know if I've told the rest of the pod, but in the the beginning of BVK, I really only ever listened to the draft episodes because that was. I feel like a lot of people did that. Mm-hmm. Just, they're the exciting ones. It's fun, right? And that bumper mm-hmm. is why I started listening <laughs> to the movie episodes. <laughs> and now I listen to every movie episode because they're great and you should all listen to every movie episode. But that's the bumper that got me into them. It's not that I didn't so want to hear the shiny. movie talk. It's just I was really stoked about the draft uh, idea. And right. I was like, well, where's our, like, we got a sponsorship. Where's our bump? Like, where's our recognition? <laughs> uh, oh, it's in the other episode. It's 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 every other week. Every so other I'm going to start listening to that. Um, yeah, no, don't so. be complaining that it's every other week. It's, it's literally <laughs> lifetime, apparently, according yeah, to Zach's hey, negotiating you guys, skills. You, it was your guys' terms. So <laughs> That's you know, true. I mean, I just I accepted the terms Zach presented. I didn't I didn't negotiate anything. Yeah, mm-hmm. I guess. I mean, as long as we're mentioning you every other week, I guess that uh, we're, we're <laughs> upholding our contract. Yeah, yeah that works for me. That works for me. All right, that works. Um, so we've got Penny Marshall, uh, unfortunately passed away about five years ago. But Nate, tra- Nate tried to contact her? Nate did try to contact her. Folks, if you did not hear the story about John Avildsen on, on last week's, or two weeks ago, Karate Kid Pod, it's one of the silliest things you've ever heard. It's, I mean, I, I've never felt more like embarrassment for somebody just right. imagining. And you could almost, it's like the train wreck where you could see it coming and you're uh-huh. just like, oh my gosh, please tell me it doesn't end this way. Um, but yeah, uh, yeah. So Penny Marshall has passed away, but she had brought us a lot of comedy. Scotch, what what have we got here? Some of the uh, the highlights. Well, of she this. she definitely, you know, I grew up with her with Laverne and Shirley watching that in reruns my whole life, and. So you know what's funny? My Laverne and Shirley. My only big thing is that I think of Wayne's World when they do like the little like when they're when they're on their little road trip, right? <laughs> and they do the little reenactment. Like that is hilarious to me. But that's like all I remember of Laverne and Shirley. Right. I know well, my parents watched it a, I'm a shit ton. Old as shit. Yeah, you're like as old as my parents. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
rude. Wow. Um, so yeah, she definitely had a, a, a long career in, in definitely in TV and, and uh, various things and, and various movies. Her directing was actually kind of surprising to me because to me, I thought she had a whole bunch of, of credits and I was looking them up. She really doesn't have as many as I thought she would. And so she started with Jumpin' Jack Flash, a Whoopi Goldberg movie back in 86. And then she did Big, which you'd think, well, shit, that's, she hit a home run with that. She's, you know, off to a great, which she was a great, great career to start. Uh, Awakenings with uh, De Niro and um, who else was in that? Robin Williams. Robin Williams thank you. <laughs> and then, uh, then she did A League of Their Own. And so those just bang, 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 really great. She did a movie called Renaissance Man with Danny DeVito. I love that movie! Me too! <laughs> Me too! I love that movie so much! I've been trying to find it on a streaming service. <laughs> I love that movie the so really, much. really, really cool movie. Uh, Marky Mark <laughs> is in it and a it's whole bunch so of other people. It's so good. Yeah, really, oh. really good movie. So she did that. And then after that, uh, The Preacher's Wife, Riding in Cars with Boys. Which is also a great and, okay. and that emotionally was, taxing movie. That was her last feature film, it looks like. Oh, God. Have you seen it? I haven't. It's... It's a drama. Okay. So that was in 2001. After that, she did some TV. And so um, then the last thing she did was a, a documentary about Rodman. Uh, I'm, I'm guessing it was Dennis Rodman. It's the only Rodman I know of. So, <laughs> well, Rodman. I, I will say Rodman. In, 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 in the Rodman little, like just the little synopsis, it says, Rodman is the story of NBA Hall of Famer Dennis Rodman told by Penny Marshall. Dennis told Penny he didn't trust or want anyone else to tell his story. So, Dude, that's I mean, she's she was a, a a Laker fan, so I'm assuming she probably met him right. at that time. That's a good point. I want to know how the, they linked up. Likewise, didn't didn't Rodman play for the Lakers for a little bit? Or yeah. am I thinking he was? On, yeah. I think he was on the Lakers for a bit. He was. I mean, obviously famous for playing for the Bulls, but I do believe right. he played for LA for. a little I don't bit. like basketball. So okay, but I want to know what Penny did that got like you know, because it seems like Dennis yes. Rodman doesn't want to. Like he's friends with everybody. He and Kim is Jong-il he friends, friends. with friends. He, he he played he played on the Lakers for twenty three games. Oh, there you go. <laughs> and, there you go. And then he was in LA and he was probably just partying too hard. I was like, fuck probably. this, I'm done. Yeah. Huh? I hung out with Carmen. <laughs> um, yeah. So that's that's <laughs> interesting. Like that she would be like he would be choosing her as like the one mm-hmm. I want you to tell my story. But well, maybe he liked the movie Big and and you know or Renaissance. He was man. huge. Well, it was definitely fan. Renaissance man. They got sure. him. I think. Yeah. Interesting. But yeah, so, okay, you're right. That's not a, like that's not as many gigantic movies as I thought. But when you've got big and you've got a league of their own in your pocket, right. it's like, that's pretty damn solid. Well, what's crazy is, is yeah, she has some, some really great films that she did. And, you know, what, what were the reasons why she didn't do more? Was it a personal thing? Or, or I wonder if Tom Hanks was like, fuck it, I can't work with it. But I mean, he made two, she made two of his biggest movies prior to him, like going right. supersonic. I mean, she was like his lifeblood for a while. Well, when did Gary start making all of his movies? Is there maybe like a sibling thing that oh, sort of... Wasn't Gary her dad? No, Gary's her brother. Oh, he looks like her dad. Because <laughs> <laughs> maybe, it, maybe it was like, oh. I don't know, maybe I'm pretty it sure was he, a weird sibling. Like I think he did it forever. I mean, yeah, he, he'd I'm been sure he started first. I think that's probably the thing is like we sometimes mix up like, okay, what was Gary Marshall's movies versus mm-hmm. Penny Marshall's? Mm-hmm. But Gary Marshall has a lot of, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, but he's almost strictly like rom-com, isn't he? He was the, uh, like the league run, like the guy who ran the league, right? Mm-hmm. 
in the in yeah. this movie. The Harvey, yeah, yeah, yeah. Harvey, the, right. the, Harvey. Yeah. the one that they like convinced to keep doing it. That's right. Okay. I mean, he did Princess Diaries, Valentine's Day, New Year's Eve. Oh, that's right. Never he started, been kissed. He, start, he started doing those movies that were mm-hmm. all trying to be like Love Actually, but they weren't kind of. Oh, right. um, <laughs> and then Princess Diaries, Runaway Bride. Yeah, he's got a uh, smorgasbord of rom-coms. Cranky and Johnny, Exit Eden, Exit Eden, Pretty Woman. Hocus Pocus. Beaches, Overboard. Holy shit, Overboard. I mean, of course. Yeah. So maybe she just like gotten some weird brother shit. I don't know. They're just like, our pile of money is large enough. You mm-hmm. know, I think we've got enough to go around for a while. So I swear this whole time I thought he was her dad. <laughs> Really? I mean, I'm not kidding. He looks old. I mean, if he he does Harvey, he's uh, he's all gray, and I guess she's not in the movie, so he probably looked old as shit too when she directed. I don't know. (laughs) What do you want from me? All right. Well, I'm not smart. (laughs) Don't talk about my friends. I'm not a smart man. Well, it is drinking with the director. We got to start with this, of course. Drinking with the director, sponsored by Last Call Brewing. My wife just flashed her her Bev's Video Kingdom cup at me that is filled with some tasty. Last call brew, a little bit of flip flop tank top, and unfortunately, as the summer's winding down, I believe they are on their last keg. Is this true, Walter? Yes, that beer will not be brewed again until next April. <sighs> so we have it on draft for a little bit longer, uh, and then we're going to get into the fall and have our red ale on, which goes through the fall and winter, and make sure that we have uh, our a stout a stout on the board. Um, Summer's coming to an end here, and yeah, so yeah, goes the flip flop. Flip flops. I haven't worn, yeah, put I haven't worn my tank top in a while. So you know, when when you guys showed up, you said, you, well, Kendra said she hadn't seen me for a while, and there's a reason because it's going to be stout season soon. You see a lot more Scotch bread coming <laughs> there. <laughs> there we go. I love me some stouts and some uh, some porters and stuff like that. I meant to tell you, you've got a, a couple beers on the board from some friends. Are they still there? They are waiting okay, for you. Because I heard that that you like to take my beers. Oh, not and this isn't Hanks. <laughs> this is directly for you from somebody. That, that actually was a, a tip from last time I played there. So, well, there you go. Yeah. So like a guy said he didn't have cash, so he threw some beers on the board. So I appreciate Heck that. Yeah. They're yeah. still waiting for you. Sweet. I, I didn't. I didn't I, steal. Them I didn't from know you. if they run out or is like. Is there is there a time limit on on the beers on the board? I haven't. There seen that is be a thing. not a time limit. Okay. Um, okay. But if you never come in and drink them, it's free money for us. Well, if, if Brad sees <laughs> them, I know. For, I know for a fact if 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 there's beers up there for BVK, Brad will drink them. I am part of BVK. Yes, you I am, are. I am obligated to drink those beers. You are. It's in the contract. <laughs> uh, so whatever is everybody drinking? I, I, I just I just did Melissa's for her, so she doesn't have to speak. Walter, oh, I'm sorry, Kendra, what do you got? Um, oh. I am drinking a delicious Alchemy de Oro. It's uh, one of those collabs that Last Call did with Alchemy Canning. Nice little Mexican lager. It's delish. It is tasty. Nice it's, and crisp. It's, it's been on the pod before, and people mm-hmm. have enjoyed it yeah. immensely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Walter, you got that same thing? Yeah, I'm drinking the same thing. Uh, Alchemy de Oro, Mexican lager with some New Zealand hops, a little bit of a modern twist on a classic style. Uh, we did this, as Kendra mentioned, with Alchemy Mobile Canning, who packages all of our beer about once every four to five weeks. They're another local company based out of Stockton. Uh, so they, they go all around the Central Valley, into the Bay, and up into Sacramento to can beer. And this is almost out in cans, but it will be back on draft fairly soon because we're going to do this beer again. It, it had a really good response. So. Nice. All right. I got a little whistle pig rye on a nice little mm. cube of ice. Okay. little sipper. 
I didn't see you sneak that in there. I did. Right. I'm sorry. That, it I was hiding. But I'm just going <laughs> to give it a little splash. Oh, I don't care. Anybody who comes here knows that you're welcome to anything on any of my shelves. Um, I have the good shit hidden anyway. So. And what do you got here, <laughs> so, Scotchy? You know, baseball is America's pastime. And so uh, instead of being Scotch Beck tonight, I'm Bourbon Beck. Oh, I love uh, it. Yeah. So I'm drinking a little bit of Old Forester 1910, Old Fine Whiskey. And it's... Uh, 93 proof, and I'm feeling it. <laughs> I so love this for you. I'm already kind of slurring a little bit, and, and I'm excited. That's the way a good pot happens. Yeah. All right, so folks, I have a, a quick question. Is that, so in real life, uh, the person that started the, the all-women's uh, professional baseball league was Wrigley. I think mm-hmm. it's, I don't remember what his first name was, but he's basically the guy that owns Wrigley Field. Right. He had in, uh, uh, he had inherited the whole company from his dad, mm-hmm. and he wanted to make sure that, that fans were going to be continuing to come to stadiums for baseball. So why didn't they use actual Wrigley? I tried to research this and look it up, and I could not find the fact that they go ahead and call him uh, 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 Harvey. Harvey. The Harvey Bars, yeah. The Harvey Bars. Instead, instead of Wrigley's mm-hmm. gum, and they went Harvey. And it's Harvey Field yeah. that they go practice on, so it's like... And did they really need to have his wife sitting there gnawing on chocolate bars the whole time. Like, I, come on, we get it. He's Harvey Barr. Like, literally, here's his wife sitting there the whole time. The whole he's time. got a chocolate bar in his mouth. Well, like, it's like they don't ever really, like, make them look bad. So I was like, why did the Wrigley family, like, or did maybe Major League Baseball having to get their rights would have been tougher? Yeah, my guess is that, because as Scotch mentioned, the budget for this film is higher than you would imagine for the time. 40, $40 million. And, and the rights to Wrigley, the rights to the, any MLB properties are probably going to shoot that budget way up through the roof. That's so. probably a good call. Maybe well, budgetary. Yeah, that's why they, you know, they made up a character with Tom Hanks. You know, Jimmy Dugan is not a real ball player. Yeah. Um, I, you know, I was trying to, I was thinking about it. I was like, I wonder if he's actually based off a real guy. Oh, I, I got something. Okay. I got something cool. for us a little but bit I, later. But I know they, they did film, I think the, the tryouts were at Wrigley Field. But they just didn't show. Yeah, in in, yeah. in real yeah no that was that was Wrigley Field right. and and but I mean I think they called it like Harvey Field right yeah, yeah. So yeah they like, didn't use any of the major league licensing exactly. or anything so. kind of weak like it feels like if you, if you're if you're telling the story why not but I mean there's obviously other authenticities that they didn't keep right. as well which we can we can mention a little and bit. I wasn't sure like yeah how how real you know obviously the story the you know what happened and the characters in it were pretty much all fictionalized but for the most part. A lot of the things were correct as far as like they had the dress code, they had the, the you know, they had to cut their hair uh, or couldn't cut their hair too short. Apparently there was um, a real player who actually had her hair cut too short and got fired from the league because, you know, they kicked her out because it was too short. And so like all that stuff was actually pretty accurate, but the story itself was all fictionalized. Well, well, it brings up an interesting point that with both Rosie O'Donnell being a part of the movie and then, I mean, and Penny Marshall... Uh, uh, obviously, as somebody who's always kind of been pushing for for women's rights, it's like the idea that they there were many women in this league who were lesbians who mm-hmm. had had significant others. In fact, Dottie, her actual character that she's based on, was married to another ball player. Okay. So uh, the fact that they basically avoid that, I've heard that the TV show kind of brings that back a little bit, but right. the fact that they kind of avoided that is interesting and don't really bring it up at all. Well, but but was that well known at the time? Like, was that, did everybody know that they were married back then? Because it was a much more conservative time, they, I'm, I'm assuming, because they had segregation back then, you know, that so that wasn't allowed. And, that, and the little nod they had to that in the movie mm-hmm. with, with the, you know, yeah. right. girls watching the side and throwing the ball, and which is funny because... I didn't even think about it, and I thought it was kind of 
all right, whatever. It's kind of a cheesy, but it's actually a great way to put that in the story mm -hmm. because it was legit. They were not allowed in the game. I think the league actually continued into the point where Major League Baseball was integrated. Right. I think so because it says at the end of the movie that the like women's baseball league was from like forty something to like fifty four. Right. Yeah. Like right. Yeah. And I think they just they never <laughs> integrated. But at the same time, Scotch, I know what you're saying. But at the same time, they don't. They they show the women out chasing boys and going out to the club and and, right. and they they kind of play up the idea that there's just a bunch of girls just having fun and trying to go out and get laid and it's like yeah. I don't know. I feel like they could have maybe given at least a nod. Uh, Rosie O'Donnell hadn't come out at this point. I mean, she doesn't mm -hmm. come out, I think, till like many yeah. years later. But she says that like uh, they interviewed a lot of the women and, and they would introduce their, uh, when they were like filming, they would introduce their, oh, this is my roommate and things like that right. rather than actually saying, I mean, it's 92 or yeah. 91 or and whatever. He, yeah, even in the movie, Rosie had those two guys that liked her. You know, it's like, number 42. And they, you know. <laughs> yeah, that's right, the, and, the yeah. dorky guys. Well, and I wonder a little bit too if maybe taking I don't necessarily want to say a gamble but having such a female forward film if adding like female and female interest on top of that just felt too much for 92 or something no, it could be 100% right. I mean at that point that that might have been a little bit bridge too far yeah I think if you think back to that time that's like pre even Ellen coming out on her mm -hmm. show I mean like that was huge mm -hmm. five years later so yeah so I, I just I, I think that's kind of just interesting to me the fact that they they didn't really want to keep that portrayal and one other little note they start off as a softball league they called them the professional baseball yeah. league but they were playing underhand yeah. softball and I think like three or four years into it they decided to start doing actual overhand pitching with baseballs right. so uh, that's that's another interesting thing that they show them starting directly as baseball teams right. Yeah, but, they even have that, that where the coach there at the tryouts and the coach walks up to the girl, she's pitching underhand. He's like, No, you throw overhand. Like, she doesn't know, like, what overhand. <laughs> like, he's got to like, grab her arm and. <laughs> <laughs> like, she's never seen a baseball game in her right. life ever. Or, like, yeah, that's kind of wild. A little patronizing. But. Questions for the director. What do y'all, what do y'all got? We got any I, ideas? I just wanted to know whether or not Meg Ryan was ever thought to be cast in this film. Because, you know. I never saw her. Her and Hanks in, uh, in the early, early to mid 90s. That was a. Yeah. yeah, it seems like you could have them for oh, sure. Oh, this is before Sleepless, though. Yeah. So. yeah Tom Hanks what, doesn't even know Meg Ryan exists. Because what, Sleepless was, what, 92? <laughs> right? Uh, Three or four or something like something that. Something like I think. that. I'm, I'm but great with years. I don't know, it's, it's more, that's more of a jokey question than anything, but I, I, I loved the casting. Mm -hmm. Um, I, I thought the casting was great. You can't really go wrong with Gina Davis, especially in this time right. frame in a movie. Um, so my, my only question to the director would be why it's something that you touched on, Brad, like, why did we stay away from more of the historical accuracy in terms of the personal lives of the players? Right. Um, and my guess is, is because commercial appeal. I mean, that'd be my guess, but uh, that, I think that the movie is so based in history or tries to be based in history that those are important things to touch on. Well, you know, cause I know, I know she was inspired by a documentary, you know, she saw this documentary and that was something that want, made her want to make this film. Um, but then she didn't write, you know, Penny Marshall didn't write this. She had, she had a couple guys come in and, um, you, I wasn't on the episode, but you guys interviewed David Anson. Yeah. And I listened to that episode again recently just to kind of refresh my, my memory on it. And um, it definitely went through a lot of changes. It's especially based on when he was involved. So, so David Answell, who directed Rudy and Hoosiers. So anybody who hasn't heard our Hoosiers episode, 
go back and check that out because he talks in length because he almost directed this film. He was, yeah, he was actually uh, going to be the choice for the director, and they said he didn't have the comedic chops. Right. And then he had actually he has some choice statements. I'll, I'll let you go back and listen. Yeah, to it, go he's check got it out. Some, he's got some interesting comments about uh, what he thinks of their version of comedy in, in some of the scenes. And he particularly talks about the uh, Rosie O'Donnell hot dog scene. Right. <laughs> and that, that definitely would not be in his film. And so I guess what I'd ask, you know, Penny is because something that he mentioned in that interview with us was um, that Penny told him that he would have made a better movie. And I, w- I would love to, and if David's listened to this, uh, you know, no offense, buddy, but I'd like to just hear her side of that story. See what she thinks, you know, w- do you think David can make a better movie? I don't know. We'll I don't think you can ask her. I guess we can't now. <laughs> you can is, try to it, get her to cameo and answer the question. With her, I guess. <laughs> seance? Yeah. Right? <laughs> this is starting to do the uh, drinking with the director seance. But he, but he he actually had some, some he said he he cast the movie already and he had a couple interesting choices. Um, so he had Jim Belushi instead of Tom Hanks. Oh, dang. And then Helen Hunt instead of Madonna mm-hmm. and Muriel Hemingway instead of, uh, Gina Davis. Hmm. And so I don't know. It's, it, it, of course with a different script and, I obviously when Penny Marshall took over, that's why Tom Hanks was on board. Like, could he have gotten Tom Hanks on board anyway? Or yeah. I don't know, because of the the connection that she had with him anyway. Yeah. But I don't. He, he I, hadn't done Rudy yet. He just and, didn't. He had only done right. Hoosiers. So and, and but Jim Belushi back in the day in the eighties, you know, he he had a pretty good run going. And uh, but Tom Hanks made this film what it is to me. Well, I think I think taking Gina Davis, I feel like she nails yeah. the part too. It's oh, like, absolutely. I don't know. She's crazy. I want to know, like, how much tension was between the ladies in this cast? You get that, imagine... get, that, get that many ladies together for that long? Well, it's not even just that many <laughs> ladies. Literally take Gina Davis out of it. I have never met Lori Petty, but I assume that she's a firecracker, even if she's <laughs> the sweetest thing. Uh-huh. And then you've got Madonna, and then you've got Rosie O'Donnell, and we know t- at least two of those are a lot mm-hmm. of personality and so i just wonder like what what it was like trying to corral all those ladies yeah i mean i'm sure like i said madonna was the one who many people said was kind of just an asshole Mm -hmm. and i imagine i mean she's had already seven years of absolute gigantic superstar right yeah i mean 80s madonna is like what you would say is prime madonna correct right oh 100 and at this point she's now starting to like go into her like her whole like sex capades and like be being like oh look at me i'm this huge giant sex icon and Mm -hmm. i'm all and and i don't know i i her and rosie o'donnell supposedly hit it off and are still friends to this day yeah so that worked out as far as their relationship tell you what i love madonna in this i think she's great yeah, I think she does a fantastic job. She has a borderline Oscar moment there with the whole Yay, shutting me down and like crying out. And it was like, okay, she's got some chops. And, mm-hmm. and so I was actually really surprised. I think when I first saw that she was in this, I was like, oh, great. You know, they got a pop star in this, whatever. But she, I think she held her own. She's got, she's got Dick Tracy and then Evita were like the other two considerable like acting right. performances. Were those before this or, or after? Uh, both after. Okay. Yeah, Dick Tracy's after and, and, and Evita was after. So I don't know. She, she had a little run. Yeah. 
I feel like then she became British. (laughs) 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 I feel like they did a really good job at the end of the film too, like matching aesthetically what the older version of that actress would look like. Yeah, specifically with Madonna's. I feel like hers looked yeah really good. I I didn't like the fact they dubbed Gina Davis's voice mm-hmm. over. It was kind of weird. It was weird, right? It was weird. <laughs> Even though she looked she looked a lot like her, mm-hmm. I thought that one looked great. Um, Lori Petty's older self was funny because she really didn't say anything except she so, just gave really big eyes and like the same kind of like wild <laughs> smile, right? Well, yeah, because I mean she's got a very distinctive voice. That's going to be like unless yeah, you can't unless they voice over that. Why too. Yeah, why didn't they dub hers in too? But like, they only dubbed Gina Davis's in, which was kind of weird. But I the last question I'd have for the director, and this is a, a technical question, is how much baseball did the actors actually play? I'd be really interested to know that because I know I've, I read that like the like the split where she make Jeannie Davis makes the split catch. Uh-huh. She could do the splits, but she couldn't slide into the split. So that was a, a double doing that scene. Okay. Um, and I I also read a lot of the bruises and injuries the actors suffered were were real. They weren't yeah. makeup. So I'm curious how much of the baseball was the actresses that were in the movie and how much were stunt doubles because that'd be really cool for me to know. I yeah. think just to see. Madonna said that. So. Um, they did a lot of sliding and yeah. they took off a lot of skin. And and the one where they took the picture at the girls laying on the bench, yeah. um, that was a real bruise. Yeah. Yeah. That I giant that. purple. Yeah. That was oh, the on gross. her butt? Yeah. It was on her on thigh. Her thigh. Yeah, oh, yeah. Right lower butt. oh, it yeah. was nasty. And, and Spa says that I don't know if he has or he knows that that somebody has the footage of all the tryouts that they were doing when they were trying out actual actresses. Right playing baseball he said oh we had like the who's who of actresses out there playing baseball and there's like footage of it and yeah. i mean th- i th- bet make, that was actually really fun for make them. a cool little documentary be kind of see like yeah. the fun to see all these like famous actresses of the time like out there playing baseball and and, and trying to show off their skills yeah that'd be that'd be a cool thing to, to kind of see and there, know a little more about there's a few rough scenes here and there of some Techniques yeah. aren't aren't great, but, but we uh, but we we've said that in plenty of the other sports movies we've talked absolutely. about. Absolutely, oh, like, actors I mean, throwing footballs is just so bad <laughs> and <laughs> so a, bad. There's across a lot of bad movie. pictures. There's a great YouTube of 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 actors throwing footballs and baseballs, and yeah. it's just like, oh my god, it's the yeah. the worst. But yeah, because because Lori Petty is much. I, I love her too, but. <laughs> Those first swings of that softball game where she's like her all twisted up. Her swings aren't great, but her, 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 her pitching looks pretty decent. Her pitching looks great, yeah. but her swings are so bad. Oh, she's yeah. a pitcher. She's you a watch pitcher. enough baseball and you know a couple of those swings that Gina Davis takes aren't going over the fence. Now. Right. But, you know, it's, yeah. it's the movie. So. Um, well, I have a question which doesn't – like this does not normally happen on BBK, but I have a drink with the director question for a different director. Okay. I want to actually ask Steven Spielberg, did he bite the beginning – of Saving Private Ryan, did he bite <laughs> a league of their own? Because they it has both of them have the exact same problems. They don't need to start with the older folks like doing their <laughs> little thing. Like Saving Private Ryan needs to start right at D Day and right. just right on the beach of Normandy. Boom. This movie should start right at their softball game. You don't need to have her like get talking to her daughter, going to the airport, talking to her little her grandkids, and right. like, it's just it just seems so unnecessary. And then they do, but they do the same thing. She's there, and it fades out fades into, into yeah. the next scene. That was you're so right. It's like scene for scene for Bucket <laughs> Saving Private Ryan. I was like Spielberg. So we might we might have like a similar body bag then. I feel from what you're saying. <laughs> <laughs> All right, it's so unnecessary. Penny Marshall. I was 
like, what the hell is that all about? So That's crazy. And this and this came first. So, yeah, so no, Steven Spielberg. Steven Spielberg. He's got. He's got. He's got a. We thought he was good, but he's just a ripoff artist. <laughs> Speaking of that, that little scene though, can we teach the little kid? I mean, she says, "Kill him" to the oh, little shit. boy. Oh, can we teach him not to double dribble and like travel? <laughs> so bad. I mean, he's just basically like <laughs> he's just holding around the around basketball the ball. like a football, and then just trying to get around his brother. <laughs> oh like, yeah. Come on, kid. Oh. You got to play by the rules a little bit. I was gonna write that down, and I didn't. I'm gonna be <laughs> it was so bad. It was so bad. In a sports movie, sports things that aren't right yeah. is. It's so annoying to me, and <laughs> you can talk sometimes. about the baseball swings and the baseball throws, but that basketball kid, man, <laughs> he dribbles it with both hands, and he picks it up and runs five steps and dribbles it with both hands again, and then he jumps, and then he comes back down with the ball. It's just so bad. It's so bad. It's I so thought bad. It, at first it looked like he was setting up a nice little post up, and then he starts like running with the ball, and he dribbles some more. I was like, oh, my gosh, this is terrible. Um, real quick, uh, uh-huh. one, one other little casting uh, note that I saw that uh, Demi Moore was actually uh, considered for Dottie. Oh, please tell me you have the line, though. You have the great line. I don't have the great line. I, I, just, had, I just saw that she got pregnant oh. and couldn't do it. Penny Marshall remarked, Bruce literally screwed her out of the part. <laughs> oh. <laughs> she was with Bruce Willis at the time. And she got oh. pregnant. Okay. Oh, my God. That's, That's classic Penny Marshall. She would have been awesome in that movie. I, yeah. I don't think that I would want anyone else besides Gina Davis to yeah. be Dottie. But I think Demi Moore would have been stellar in that cast. There's something really like, endearing about Gina Davis mm-hmm. in that. I role. almost feel like Demi Moore would have been an awesome kit, maybe. Like, I mean, I guess she's maybe, which yeah. it's it sucks to say, but like too attractive maybe for that role. But I think right. I think uh, uh, or like the one that had the baby. <laughs> I don't remember the blonde lady that had oh, the baby yeah. that had to bring her the kid Ethel? till no. the oh, oh, that Evelyn. Brought, brought Evelyn. Yeah. Yeah. Evelyn. Yeah, Evelyn. Evelyn. Yeah, Evelyn. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> 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 yeah. Um, the, the thing about Gina Davis, is, which I think why she's so perfectly cast is because she's so tall uh-huh. and she just, and cause she's the queen of diamonds. She's, she's the one that's supposed to be the best player in the entire league. She's and when they're all standing there yeah. and she's just like, just a very commanding. Yeah, presence absolutely. The, the so I think she's perfectly cast. And she was equestrian or like some type of horse riding is like her big thing. I don't, I thought that she, I think, or no, no, she's an archer. That's what it is. Oh, She's right. actually like like she was like almost an Olympic level archer supposedly, or that was like her her main skill that she's good at. But I guess kind of a natural athlete in some ways, because they said she had never really played baseball. But by the time she actually got to it, she was like better than most of the girls out there. Okay. All right. Well, Penny, you made a great movie. I love Big. I'm so I'm still can't believe we haven't done that on the pod yet. But I know maybe one of these days we will. We've, we've been hitting Tom Hanks pretty hard lately in the last uh, few months, so maybe we'll get to that at some point. Yep. All right, let's move on to our next category. Welcome in to Metalhead Journeys. What is Metalhead Journeys? It's exactly how it sounds. It's a journey through the world of metal by a couple of metalheads. Are you thinking of getting into metal? Where do you begin? There are so many different subgenres. What bands are good? What albums are good? We'll provide answers to all of those questions. We'll handle all the research and do all the dirty work by listening to the good, the bad, and the ugly, so you don't have to. Classic albums, new albums, bands no one's ever heard of. Get ready as we'll applaud and criticize with the same passion. This is Metalhead Journeys. Is it a one-night stand or do your crane kick the face or take them home to your single mom? It's like fuck, marry or kill, it's Shag Snack Body Bag. So good it could last twice. <laughs> I don't know. So 
But do you take them home? Do you single their mom? Do you fuck Mary Kills like Shag Snag Wax On? There's a Wax On rhyme that popped up. That you think it could have been yeah. Im- implemented? Hmm. Single mom, wax on. Single mom, wax on. That's what I was thinking. Well, somewhere it, there. Uh, yeah, you have to uh, go, yeah. probably go wax off, wax on. Yeah, wax yeah. off, wax on, or something. Uh, yeah, I don't yeah. know. Okay. I'm not a producer. I'll I'll I'll, I'll think about it. Next, time, next, we do, karate, next time we for do karate, karate, karate too. Yeah. <laughs> 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 karate too. All right, all right, folks. It is Shag Snag Body Bag. This is where we go ahead and and you know take things home and and ravage them, or we <laughs> go ahead and snuggle with them, or we put them in a body bag because we don't want that in our lives. So, Kendra, do you got something that you are shagging from this movie? Ooh, you know what I'm going to shag, which is a wild, potentially a wild decision, and I don't know, but I just think that their uniforms are the cutest thing in the whole world. (laughs) I just love their uniforms. Uh I just think they are adorable. They're not overly sexualized. They're not... For the time. For the time, they were, sure, and I'm looking at it from eyes of... 2023 and not 1940 but yeah I, th- I think they were probably shorter based on the descriptions i read about they were a little longer than they showed in the movie because i guess they some of the girls were getting in trouble for making them shorter to make them easier to run in so i guess there was a little bit of mm. like shenanigans okay. with ma- making them a little bit shorter just for practicality sense. all the way but may style right exactly uh-huh. yeah, yeah. <laughs> so but yeah i mean I couldn't imagine trying to play ball. No, sliding in dirt in a damn dress. Yeah, I, I, I think my my wife, uh, is, she she had to step out for a little bit, but she had mentioned that she's like, it's funny that they show up at the tryout. They're all wearing like baseball uniforms. Yeah, like they have like yeah. legit baseball pants on and stuff. And then all of a sudden they're like they're putting them in the skirts. It's just and, like it's kind of stupid. And the best part is they got that girl up there like pretending like she's like. Swinging the bat, yeah, the like little model, sticking her like, butt out, <laughs> right? Like, like so patronizing to these like girls that are out there trying to play ball. And, like they got this model up there in this sexy little dress or whatever. Yeah, but that's a good shag because they are actually cool. You know, they're very yeah. iconic oh, uniforms, yeah. no doubt. I love them. All right, uh, Scotch, what you got here? All right, let me preface this by saying that I'm sure he's fine, <laughs> but I'm gonna shag little fat kids getting hit in the face with a glove because they totally deserve it. Oh boy. Because got him, got him, <laughs> and I'll tell you what, that, li- that little actor, whoever the hell he is, the look on his face is so good. I oh, I laugh every time I, I see he just gets this stunned look and just kind of what the hell. It falls almost over. makes me wonder if they didn't tell him. I know for real because yeah. it, it is a very good look. Like acting wise, it's pretty solid. And the kid is actually just a little terror the entire time. Oh, the yeah. whole time when he's on the bus the first Until time. Until the very, the, very, he's very, got the very chocolate end. everywhere, and he's yeah. in the little sailor outfit, and he's covering like he's just a little hellion, and it's yeah. just awesome. And the only way you get him to stop, she's like, "Have another chocolate bar." He's like, "Give me, give me, give me, give me." He's like, "Oh my god, you just want to take that kid and just..." Oh, just, yeah, Justin the Scheller is the, Justin is the kid's name. The actor, the actor's name, Justin. Does, does Scheller. he have? Does he have any other uh, any credits see, on his? IMBD page. He has no other credits. That's awesome. You know what? You um, got the part. Go out a champion, man. Because I tell yeah, you what, man. that look he gave is some of the finest work I've he ever. He probably seen didn't on. want his face seen on national <laughs> television is, again. There I'm is sure. some trivia on his IMDb page. Oh boy, what oh, there are three pieces of trivia. Okay. Oh the first one is that he used his grandmother's last name in the film. The second one is that he is a good friend of famed celebrity impersonator Samuel. Pr- and he also, as of January 2006, was attending the University of Southern Indiana, focusing on an education degree. Well, there you go. He's good, a teacher now, probably. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. Right. Teach people how to make that look, because it was fantastic. <laughs> you know, Scotch, if there's ever time to a shag a little boy, you, you, you pick the right time. <laughs> oh, you pick the right time. Oh, yeah. <laughs> 
in a while. Uh, oh boy. Oh, oh boy. Um, I'm going to shag uh, <laughs> not little boys. <laughs> Folks, if you have never listened to this pod before, you're like, what the fuck is going on? Just <laughs> get fine. used to it. it That's what fine. happens. Everything's it's, fine. It's all jokes. All right. So um, my shag is, you know, it's kind of a surprise ending. Like, I actually appreciate the fact that, like, as a sports movie, you kind of don't know how it's going to end. And, and, and the whole ball dropping out of the glove, it's kind of like a cool moment where you're like, oh, shit. Oh, shit. And then. Well, her running through the, the, the stop sign for the Yeah. And it's coach, like, is, like, is she going to have to learn her lesson or is she going to. And she gets the title and it's like, it's, it's a cool moment. I think they did it right. And it's, it's, it is kind of like you're not exactly sure which way it's going to go. I mean, there's some sports movies where you're like, uh. Obviously, they're going to win here, but like you kind of... I you, know you guys talked so much <laughs> shit on Miracle the other week. I kind of knew how that one was going to end. So, yeah. so, guess, anything based on a real-life event, just don't make a movie of? Is it the point that you guys are trying to oh, make? I, I have a contention with I that I think anything conversation. that, that was, was very well covered, like, on television and, like, you... The, so, the no movies about itself. presidents ever. Right. Right. Oh, man. See, these these guys are being a bunch so, of bitches. It was a great pick. I, and, I agree. And it won me the draft. So, anyway. Back to, back to the draft. <laughs> so, Actually anyway. geez, now, geez, I, I will geez. say the ending of this of this movie, I remember actually being pissed the first time I watched it. Going, Ugh, she dropped, I was a little sad. She dropped the ball and like, did she do it on purpose? She did it on purpose. That's so fucking lame. She did it on purpose. Because Kit's kind of a bitch and just like kind of whining and crying in the dugout and shit. And I was kind of pissed when this, The I remember the first time I watched this, I was like, Ugh, it kind of took a little bit of the wind out of my sails. She did it on purpose. Even though it was well made, it was well orchestrated, and it was exciting as shit. I don't know. I just So it, we think she dropped it on purpose? I she think got she did. fucking 100% trucked. she dropped no. Yeah, but she's the she's her the eye contact, Kit the body language. Kit couldn't truck Dottie, dude. No. There's no, no. way. No. She's, she's fast not, as fuck and she's in and she's not and, dropping that ball. Well, but it's no literally way. like Kevin Hart trying to run into the rock. I guess well, well, John Lovitz. John Lovitz felt her arm, and that's what got her. He, they yeah. changed his mind, so he's like, "I don't know, you're a bitcher, eh?" You know. Yeah, but, yeah, but her arm's not what's running her sister over. I, and yeah. Dottie's being a she's being a big oh. sister there. Hey, you've got this one. You almost left. You got traded. I think because, we just changed Brad's whole world right now. Well, I'm just saying. So Dottie, obviously, she says like, "I don't really care about baseball." It's not right. that she was. Yeah. She obviously walked away from for for six games. I and mean, she knew how important it was to Kit because yeah. you know Kit. This was she wanted to play. So, yeah, she said, I'll leave if you want to stay when yeah. she got traded. And she just wanted to give and her the Dottie money. And Dottie said, trade me yeah. or whatever. Then, then ultimately, they traded it's, her. It, then it's the biggest fuck you to her sister. Like, oh, I had to let you in. Exactly. Okay. How many times do you let your kid in? But I don't think that Kit's smart enough. And this that's is the only an thing, asshole thing to say to put that together. That's the only oh. thing that brings me joy is the fact that, that I, Dottie can say, well, well, fuck you. I'll let you in. But it's like you're, you're, so. playing your, you know, you're playing checkers with your kid and your kid's four and they don't know what the hell they're doing, but the, you still let them win. I still kill that. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like, but, I don't know. I think, I think we're, we're giving Dottie too much credit here. I think she didn't want to be there. She, she was ready to leave. Well, she, she was, also, she she was also got involved in a very high-speed collision which, uh, you know, it's tough to hold on to the ball. You She's catch laying drop the ball there the time. for like three seconds and is holding yeah, the ball. Then it just rolls out of her hand. She was unconscious. Oh, no, she was She was concussed. I don't agree with that. Because <laughs> right. Kit also says, like, you're always the one that wins. You're always the best one. Like, why do you always got to be the best one? And she just gives her that moment. Yeah. So Kit didn't overcome her demons. She just had to, like, be given a, a victory. Yep. Man. Okay, Walter. I'm on Team Kit here, guys. <laughs> Walter, have you shagged yet? No, Walter needs to shag. No, something. not yet. <laughs> not yet. We're getting there, though. Uh, I'm going to shag Lovitz. 
I mean, you gotta love. I know he's only in the movie for like the first what half hour or so, but (laughs) he just kind of disappears. He just comes in, he wrecks shop, and then leaves. He destroys. He He fucking destroys. He drops his pickle on the table and then because he's barely in that movie, but like he's one of the things that sticks out the most to me from that movie. Uh So much, and it's like, yeah, well, well, that would be more than (laughs) just such a dick thing to say. But it's a. How about how about when he's sitting on uh, he's on the on the train and the guy's telling him like about his sales. Whatever. And it's like every time I gotta sit by one of these, these guys. guys. <laughs> <laughs> the train well, scene. He's also. like, I would hate your life or uh, whatever you said. Also, if I had your life, I'd kill myself. Yeah. <laughs> I'll go get a gun. The the train scene also where they they're like, stop the train, and they just like, oh, better catch up, or you're not getting on. That would come on. Yeah. That's this is so so 1940s because oh, yeah, they're not letting the people chasing the train to try and jump on anymore. <laughs> I loved that scene. I point I pointed out to Kendra when we were watching. I was like, this is a great time capsule of a scene because there's no way you're throwing your bag on the train and the conductor who's in charge is just watching it happen and encouraging (laughs) you to do it. They should have a couple of rapscallions on the back of the train, (laughs) just like sitting on the bumper, smoking cigarettes. That would have made it super, super forties. All right. um, We're moving on to snag. Who wants to snag first? I'll, I'll take a volunteer who would like to snag something here. I'll snag. I'll snag. Um, just, the general feelings of like the 1940s, whether it's the style or the bars or the music that they play in the soundtrack or them singing in the um, the bar, the oh. in the locker room at oh. the very oh, yeah. end. Right. I just love the extra steps that probably i guess penny probably did to make sure to just make everything feel like you are in that era and i i loved that a lot that's awesome i i'm going to kind of on on the back of that as far as like authenticity i'm i'm going to snag the band that is playing at the suds bucket and when marla is singing to <laughs> nelson <laughs> And <laughs> such a good scene. The, the, yeah. the, the scene where she hits that one note that's so bad, and you see one of the dudes in the band just sitting there, just like yeah, yeah, pa- yeah. face palm and just like shaking his head, and just the the realism of if you've ever been a music in a band or whatever, and like heard somebody sing that just doesn't know anything about music, and just like they're so bad and off key, <laughs> it just. Ah, it's so good. I just loved it. I love seeing the look on his face. I'm glad they did that. That's this. such a good scene. Yeah. And she's all the way into it. And what was um what was May's answer? Oh, we just we just gave her a microphone and some alcohol. Right? Is that a, all? a is bunch of liquor? A bunch of liquor. That's yeah. what she said. Yeah, it's such a good scene. Uh I'll you want to snag next, Brad? You want me to snag first? Go for it. All right, I'm gonna snag baseball. The movie's about baseball. I love baseball. Baseball. Um I'm <laughs> As I said, hey, I didn't have a body bag. Now I do. <laughs> As I said earlier, I, I love almost any movie about baseball, uh, Sandlot, the rookie, major league, anything, Field of Dreams, this movie, League, league of Their Own. I just, I'm, I'm, I love baseball, right? How can you not be romantic about baseball, right? That's the old saying. And so I think that this movie. While the playing of the game may not be the most accurate in terms of you know, how they're throwing the ball and how they're hitting the ball, the feeling that that you get when you're in an arena and you're watching a baseball game and just what a, a team that's succeeding brings to a city 
is a really cool feeling. And so I, I, that's what I'm going to snag is, is baseball. Love it. Baseball's a classic. Come on now. That's just that's a great, great. I, I didn't think about that as a snag. And, and I like it because it's just it connects so many people, so many generations. And it's just I mean, obviously, been around since the late 1800s. And it's like so many little traditions and things and i don't know and just how that how the crowd grows from like hardly anybody there at all and then they're building and getting better and better and it you know and you can feel you can kind of feel the excitement and feel them getting better through the crowd as the movie's going they did a really job a cool montage there when they were getting better and stuff and it starts with right the guy remember the guy on top of the dugout like laugh oh i'm a girl i'm gonna play baseball and making fun of them to all these fans just loving the team for playing baseball right. and, and yeah they're they're attracted to some of the girls on the team but mostly they're there to watch them win baseball games and and it it turns that crowd into something who's really supports well, the well the i think it's, it started as a novelty and then turned into yeah. like oh shit these girls can play these girls are legit mm-hmm. all right my snag is we we talked earlier we were talking about jimmy dugan who's he who's he uh actually kind of like created after and what they were going for was was mickey mantle oh i think it was like mickey mantle and a combination of, a, of another player but but mickey mantle stands out to me because i kind of knew i i got into baseball cards in the early or late 80s like early 90s and and the 1952 tops mickey mantle was like one of the most famous rookie cards still of all is. time still is. yeah it's still considered i mean one of the, the, the highest valued cards Mickey Mantle was an absolute super stud for the Yankees, uh, but obviously was a mean asshole drunk. Yeah. And and his drinking basically kind of got him out of the game. So this is who it's after. And and Jimmy Dugan's stories about just like like him being a ball player and just obviously being kind of an asshole to women and this and that. Mickey Mantle has one of the best stories ever. In the 1970s, the uh, the Yankees were going to do some like celebration of former Yankee players. And they sent out a little like survey to all like former Yankee greats. And they were asking about your favorite moment at Yankee stadium. Mickey Mantle got this survey and he said, I got a blow, a blow job under the right field bleachers (laughs) near the bullpen. (laughs) And then it said, why is this moment so special to you? He says, well, I'd pulled my groin and I couldn't fuck. (laughs) So I was getting the blowjob and the girl, <laughs> she asked me, uh, I, he's like, I came and she asked me, what do you, what, what do you want me to do with it? And Mickey Mantle said, I don't know. I'm not a cocksucker. Oh, he Is wrote a this story? on a form and then signed it and sent it back to the fucking Yankees. That's insane. We have a kind of a slightly similar story. I can't wait to our, hear this. Our buddy, our buddy Spencer's cousin used to uh, <sighs> take pictures or was doing something and she was for the sports and she, for the sports, for the sports. For the shut sports. up for all the sports, for all of the sports. <laughs> anyway, she was doing something for the giants and she was, it was when Pat Burrell was on the team. Oh boy. And Pat the are. bat. Yeah. So, <laughs> So um, he gave her his hotel room card and was like, yeah, I'll do an interview with you later. Yada, 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 yada. Just, you have just to, come, just to come up to my room. And so she was like, well, what the fuck? Like, do I, is this, I don't know. Is this professional? What's happening here? So she goes <laughs> up, she puts the card in, she gets into the room 
and <laughs> allegedly did he have his bad hold out? The, just hold the fuck on <laughs> allegedly uh at a skyscraper hotel with the windows open pat brol's buck ass naked practicing his uh swing he, she comes in he turns around he puts the bat down he leans on it and he says so you ready to fuck pat burl <laughs> And she wow. said, no. <laughs> she left. <laughs> that is crazy. And this is turning into a sports gossip podcast right now, just for a second, because I have firsthand information. Well, okay. Wait, wait, wait. Secondhand information. I have firsthand would be way more. <laughs> firsthand information would be way crazier. I have secondhand information from a, a, a former colleague that uh, the the San Francisco 49ers training camp was in 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 Stockton. Stockton. Yeah, and uh, a friend was dating a player while they were in there for the training camp, and while her and her friend went to go get some action in an apartment, one of the other friends was left alone with a 49er named Julian Peterson. Um, and he was, uh, as she goes to the kitchen, when she comes back after her friend and the other 49er player had gone off to go do their thing, when she walked back out from the kitchen, he was just buck naked on the couch, just sitting there kind of like looking down like, all right, let's do this. And she was like, I'm not sure what you think is going to happen right now, but it's not going to happen. <laughs> wow. But that was his move. He was just like, I'm going to be sitting here buck naked. And if you're ready to go. But, and we're going to just throw some gossip here. I don't give a fuck. I don't know Julian Peterson. Uh-uh. I don't know Pat Burrell. <laughs> his, also, nick- his nickname from this point on was Donkey Schlong. <laughs> <laughs> also, I, I think that's one of the only times Pat Burrell's ever been mentioned in the same breath as Mickey Mantle. So he might actually I know. appreciate oh, so that shout out on the podcast. Mickey Mantle <laughs> to Pat Burrell to Julian Peterson, a former uh, defensive uh, lineman for the uh, 49ers. Or actually, oh. I think he's like outside linebacker kind of. And now to Scott Beck. I ain't got no dick. We'll leave it at that. I ain't got no dick. But do you have a body bag? I, I, no, I thought it was a snack. I do have a fun, fun, a fun story that we can cut if we want. Um, so when I was living in LA, I so we worked out at um, their gym was actually a few blocks away from our apartment, and it was a Magic Johnson owned. Uh, I can't remember the name of it, but it was Magic Johnson Sport Fit, whatever it was called. And so every once in a while, I'd be in there working out, and Magic Johnson would be walking around. And I'd say, oh, shit, I'm on the treadmill. There's fucking magic. That's kind of cool, you know? And so I'm sitting there one day working out, and my buddy Jeff was also at the gym at the same time. And I saw Jeff go back into the locker room to change, and about 30 seconds after him, Magic Johnson went walking back there, too. And I think this might have been the first time I saw him in the gym. I was like, oh, this is cool. And so I'm on the treadmill, whatever. And then eventually I see Jeff walk out and he goes back to the apartment. And then I finish up. I go back to the apartment. I was like, dude, I bet he saw him too because he went into the locker room. And so I go, I go in the apartment. I go, hey, dude, did you see magic? He's like, no. It's like, dude, he walked right into the locker room right after you did. And he's like, I, I didn't see him. He's like, oh, I saw a big old naked black dude. And I go, oh, so you saw Magic Johnson. Uh, I swear to God. I love it that there's a punchline within the story. The anecdote with the punchline is the best. 
Oh my Holy God. shit. Um, yeah, our pod's <laughs> gone a little off the rails, but you know. I didn't start it. She did. Sports. I think uh, I started with the Mickey did. Mantle That's story. So I think, uh, but yeah, but that is an absolutely <laughs> true story about Mickey Mantle. He was a crazy person, and uh, that's who Jimmy Dugan was uh, based after. Awesome. Dude who hit a lot of home runs and, and ended his career with, with drinking. His, his famous America. quote about drinking was uh, that he said, if I had known I was going to live as long as I did, I wouldn't have drank so much. Wow. I think he died in his like mid sixties, which is still not great. But he was like, I thought I was gonna like just die after playing baseball, forty years old or whatever. All right, we are on to death, body bags, body bags. There you go. Speaking, look at that segue. He's a pro, folks. He's a pro. All right, so body bags. I'm gonna start here, and you know, BVK. We really, really have always been a fan of Bill Paxton, but there's a lesser actor (laughs) in my mind. That has always been around, just Aww. kind of, there's a one movie I like him in, but most other shit that he's it's in, I'm just not day, right? super, yeah. <laughs> okay. No, no, no. I actually really only like him in Spaceballs. Uh, but Bill okay. Pullman is just, I'm never excited to see him on the screen. <laughs> he's just so plain and just boring, and I've never rooted against, sleeping? I've never rooted against a, a World War II veteran more oh, who's, who's got a purple heart, was wounded. And I'm like, fuck this guy. He is just terrible. This speech in Independence he takes her away going. like from her, her, her love and her passion. He's like, honey, I'm fucked up. Come take care of me in Oregon. And she's like, okay, let's go. And and he doesn't even like help her like, you know. But then they also turn around when they get to whatever city. They, they, they only they got, made it to blah blah. They got to Yellowstone and yeah, yeah, Yellowstone. Yeah. So I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna piggyback on this because that segues nicely. So my body bag is leaving the team to get fucking married. I mean, seriously, Marla Hooch, the best hitter on the team, you can't wait a month for the season to be done to get married and go on your honeymoon with Nelson. And they're all happy. See you next season. Like, dude, they're in the middle of the fucking Mm-mm. run, dude. Yeah. That's, that's bullshit. You, you don't leave a team in the middle of the season. And then freaking Dottie's going to do it, too. And she. And the thing is, when she came back, they were tied up 3-3. They could have already won the series if she was there the whole series. So she or they could have lost it while she was gone. Who knows? Yeah. So I think it's what bullshit. If she's, what if she's driving back? Because it took her a few days to get back. Of course. What if they would have lost like game six or, or whatever? I don't exactly. know. I don't remember like the exact like. I wish they had. I wish they'd lost in game six. <laughs> she wasted all that gas trying to get back from Yellowstone <laughs> to fucking Chicago. And, and then she can go fuck herself. But uh-huh. anyway, that's, that's my body bag. Man, we came out hard with our body bags. What do you guys <laughs> you got? Go? Yeah. My my body bag is the uh, the the flashback movie trope. You kind of talked about this oh, earlier. Yeah. Steven Spielberg ripping off a league of their own. Is uh-huh. hey, here's an old person that did something great. Let's fade into the story, and then we watch the movie for two hours, and then we come back to where we started and go. Here's that old person again who we completely forgot about in the beginning because yeah. they had a five minute role in the beginning of the film. I think it's overdone. I don't think it's necessary. I think a lot of films that do it would have a much more kind of um, ex- like a, a bigger opening had they just started where the flashback quote unquote started. Yeah. Um, so I just, 100% agree. Yeah, I don't, I don't like that whole thing. So I'm going to body bag that. And, and I think if you do the credits with like the actual people playing, like that's cool. Like, right. like show the actual like women, like show real that footage, little, that cool, like, like softball game that they ever re- recorded or whatever. That was like, most of them were like real ladies from that. That's mm-hmm. cool. But I don't think we needed the whole like. No, we don't. What what, what is that? That doesn't add anything. It added like sixteen minutes to the movie. Yeah, that's all it added like... to the movie. It didn't <laughs> add any 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 weight, any any con- content. It, it was just filler. Kendra, we're we're a bunch of just emotionless dudes. Like, what do you think? Are you disagreeing? 
what I feel <clears throat> about my body bag. Oh no no, I'm I'm saying oh. about about his body bag. Like, what do you think about the the idea of the old ladies and like necessary or I, not necessary? I think that it was fine to bring him back. I don't know if they needed to bring him back for the whole like 25 minutes that they were at the, in the finish. The whole Hall of Fame. Thing. I think yeah. they could have done. Like when they all line up at the end and do a picture and they're in the same spot as the last picture, I think they could have found a happy min- medium of doing it for 20 minutes and doing it for like five. Yeah. Okay. I feel that. All right. What's your body bag here? Oh, my body bag, as um, I think we have previously decided you might not agree with me, it is when the lady drops the damn ball at the end because it's infuriating to me. I feel a little bit like she's reinforcing Kit's bad behavior that she has just had the whole way through where Mm -hmm. she throws a fit and then she kind of gets on the team and then she throws a fit and then she gets this and then she throws another fit and then she wins the World Series and it was frustrating to me. And it also was like all these other women have like dealt everything out for this and you already have announced that you kind of don't care and now you're doing this on top of that it was that was frustrating for me hey kendra you know what the best way you can think of is if you just imagine that kit hit her so hard she dropped the ball it makes everything so much better it makes everything so much better it was like a battle dwarf then you don't have to think and then no you don't have to think gina davis then like fucked her entire team who worked so hard to get to that point right and then she's just like six games my sister and and i show up for the seventh game and i'm gonna go ahead and decide this game by myself if you take that away, it makes you feel so much better about the movie. I mean, they they I did, bet, they, they but did, I don't think that's what happened. The, the team they, they, <laughs> they fought so hard without Marla Hooch because she got married. They did it without Betty Spaghetti because her husband died in the war. Like they yeah. overcame all these odds, and then she just drops the ball because she feels bad. And it's like sister. she has it, and then she's like, yeah. Bleh. "All you right, fucking get it." I get it, dude. I'm saying you, if you, you if you think it. about it the way I do. Everything's golden. And I love you for it, but I will stay over here in my bitter little cave. <laughs> All right, folks, we're moving on to our next category. Uh, let's go. Crackle, Pluto, HBO, Fine Anime, on Crunchyroll, Peacock, Hulu, Disney, Netflix, Doobie, Sling TV, Shoot on Shoulder, Boobo. What the fuck is Boobo? I'm sure it'll cause a sensation. It's a streaming recommendation. All right, folks, it is streaming recommendation time. So we're going to be checking out movies uh, or TV shows or whatever we're thinking about that makes us think of A League of Their Own. Kendra, do you got something for us? I am Googling. pretty sure <laughs> that I do, and I do. Um, I think that the uh, female camaraderie of the show um, it movie is very wonderful and inspiring and reminiscent of um, a slightly different movie called Steel Magnolias, where they are fighting not a team, but, you know, an assortment of obstacles in their own personal lives. And most of them overcome at the end and then also have to figure out how to deal with losing a friend in it. But I recommend Steel Magnolias on Netflix. Yeah, a lot of good of like women, you know, mm-hmm. they're they're talking Power. shit to each other yeah. and having fun. They have and, each other's back, yeah. but they're also like razzing each other and it's a good time. I love it. All right. That's a good pick. Walter, what do you got here? 
Oh, um, this is. <laughs> I'm gonna recommend every baseball movie. I've, I think I've confessed my love for baseball movies already, and so 42, The Sandlot, Moneyball, uh, Bull Durham, The Rookie. Save some for the rest, um, of us, bro. Little Big those. League, Major League, Major League. Every <laughs> single baseball. Go watch rookie every baseball movie. Rookie. Fall in love with baseball movies. Angels in the Outfield. How, how about the Ken Burns and, documentary Baseball? Yeah, watch that too. Watch, baseball. Watch regular baseball. <laughs> Watch everything that has to do with baseball. That's what I'm going to recommend. Um, Field of Dreams. Did you mention Field of Dreams? Uh, no, Field of Dreams. There's so many good ones. Uh, um, well, this movie hits me in the feels because of baseball, and and so I just want other people to love baseball as much as well, I do. Field of baseball. Dreams isn't a baseball movie, so baseball. <laughs> All right, I'm going to go ahead and take. Wow. Uh, yeah, <laughs> sorry, Scotch. I'm I'm not going to trample yours. I promise. Okay. Uh, I'm going to go with another movie that you know, empowering women. Uh, you get to see women uh, succeeding in a field where it's normally men. Showgirls. <laughs> <laughs> that scotches. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and take Hidden Figures. Uh, That's what I was... Are you fucking kidding? Yes, I am. <laughs> you asshole. Um, Hidden Figures, uh, the, the great story of, of female mathematicians. <laughs> You can't invite her anywhere. <laughs> um, female mathematicians, uh, but these are, are black females who are succeeding in a in a in a scenario where it's always been white men calling on the shots. Kevin Cosner is like kind of like the the boss of the operation, and uh, but they're relying on these ladies to to crunch numbers right before they're starting to get computer calculations. So they still had to do everything by hand. And, and these ladies were doing a hell of a job, and there's a lot of interactions with them, having fun, razzing each other, and, uh, again, succeeding in a, in a man's world in a, in a situation where they're not supposed to. Um, and back in, like, the period piece, 50s. So there you go. Dig it. Uh, so speaking of Kevin Costner and speaking of baseball and not speaking of Bull Durham, which I actually love and would recommend everybody watching Bull Durham, Another movie about baseball that I actually really enjoy is called For the Love of the Game. And baseball. Baseball. <laughs> it's a it's it's really interesting because the entire movie is literally while he's on the mound, he's having these flashbacks with his relationship with uh, Kelly Preston. And um it's just it's great. It I, I just really love it. Um our boy uh, John C. Riley is the catcher. And so I mean, you had me at John C. Riley, of course. And uh, I just really enjoy it. It's it's a really good movie. It's on Amazon Prime. And um, so check it out. Did I say Hidden Figures was on Disney Plus? No. no. You just did? You just. Disney no, you Plus. Did. I didn't. I don't know if I gave it props. There you go. Disney Plus for Hidden Figures. Where is every single movie that you listed on, Walter? <laughs> They're on multiple streaming platforms. Exactly. Just listen oh, to our, our, our bumper and, and you'll know. Um, but Just Watch, there's an app or you can go to justwatch.com and you can put in any movie or TV show that you're wanting to watch and it'll show you where it's streaming. So. They're not uh, actually giving us any money for yeah, that. Yeah, why did you but, say that? But you know what? It's helpful. Right. <laughs> All right, we're moving on to our next category. Here we go. No jet watch for Maverick. Mexico on that goose stick. Iceberg list Titanic. Leo's drawing that nude shit. Jim fucks Nadia like we all thought he should. Ricky and Doughboy get the fuck out the hood. Luke hooks up with Leia just like he's intending. It's time for a reshelf and alternate endings. All right, we've got a reshelf or alternate endings. We're either putting this movie into a different category or we are going ahead and changing the ending or some part of the movie. You know, we always get wild with it. So uh, who's got something for me? Anybody want to change this movie up a little bit? Mess hmm. with the ending? I see some shaking of the heads over there. I'll start. Okay. 
What if, like we talked about earlier, we just go full skin and max and it's like a softcore lesbian porno? Hey, sign me up. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, shit. Man, just they're just they're, a they're league in of their, their rooms. own. They're not going out to the saying. club. They're just sneaking into each other's rooms and just yeah. having these wild parties. Mm-hmm. Still using bats. It's like oh, oranges are black, but it's I'm like... I'm glad the one female on the... The one woman on the podcast recommended that and not any of us dirtbags. She knows her audience. She knows her audience. What is she... Come on. She's That's listening amazing. to you. Uh. I, I'm gonna, my ultimate ending is just, what if Kit and Dottie stay on the same team and just win a championship together? You know, it takes away a, a lot of these things. Like, why, why don't they just become, you know, let's do this together. I know you want it. I want it. Less, but let's just make this happen. That sounds like Kendra's recommendation. <laughs> yeah. I know you want it. I want it, kind of. Let's just make it happen. It's the same, we're gonna use the same dialogue oh, for, from Kendra's version, but in this in this one, they're gonna like they're gonna remain on the same team and they're gonna go ahead and win a championship together. And all their teammates get to celebrate in the fact that you know what we did this together. This was awesome. Okay. So why not? That's that's the ending it's I wanted when I first ending. watched this. A happy ending. I mean, Kendra's got a happy ending. We've got a happy ending. <laughs> Well, my ending would be... Less happy? Yeah. So Dottie drops the ball, and the other team's celebrating. And, you know, they have that shot where her and, and Jimmy are kind of watching them celebrate. she got that look on her face like, yeah, I kind of let that happen. All of a sudden, her face changes, and she just can't take it anymore. She picks up that ball. She fucking hucks it and knocks the head off the coach because she's got super strength, and these fangs pop out. <laughs> and she fucking runs over and just starts just chewing on all the other team. You look up in the stands, and Bill Pullman is up there. He's a vampire, too, and he's eating Mr. Harvey's bar. And <laughs> <laughs> fucking, so it's League of Their Own till dawn. Oh, there we go. So. Little, little so fangs, you're saying little this blood. is all Bill Pullman's fault? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, Bill Pullman turned her into a vampire when he came back from the war. That's why he didn't die. He's he's the one guy that that didn't get hit by the sniper because the sniper got seven, seven of them. Checks out. And well, he, he's 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 invincible. So there was an official, not alternate ending, but there was an alternate scene that did get cut. Which uh, I guess Gina Davis mentioned this in like her um, biography or her autobiography not too long ago, which is that her and Jimmy share a kiss that was filmed. Oh, really? And they took it out because they're like, you know, we don't want her cheating on her husband. He's that like in the military. The film, sure. But 100%. at the same time, like I said, tension. in my in my my body bag, it's like I don't think she necessarily needs to be with Jimmy. But I mean, shouldn't they be fucking? Come on, like <laughs> well, they, they seem tension. like they definitely dig each other. Yeah. And, and I bet he's he's gotten a couple blowjobs under the bleachers. He's very disappointed. Bill Pullman is her husband. Yeah. He's like, oh, yeah. Okay. He's like, oh, this this. Hud, who's sitting oh, here, the, got wounded. Oh, the whole wounded. speech he gives when she's getting ready to leave. He's like, the baseball lights a fire under you. This is what wakes you up in the morning. I, maybe that's where that scene was filmed because that it makes sense. Where you know she's in front of the car and they're getting ready to leave on the yeah. bus. Yeah. That interchange is very like, tension filled. And Bill's like, "Hey, honey, I need you to make my breakfast for me back at home and milk those cows." <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I don't know. So- so one other thing, we, I, we haven't done this in a little while, um, an alternate song, because at the end of this movie, you got that Madonna this song. This used to be my playground. Which I just, I'm not a fan of that song. I just don't like it at all. I, I'm sure that was part of her contract. Like, I'm sh- absolutely. My, one of my songs has to be used in this movie. Right. So, you know, this movie is very empowering to women, you know, showing how powerful women can be. And I, I couldn't think of a better song than Motley Crue's Girls, Girls, Girls. <laughs> Just at the end. Girls, girls, 
girls, while they're girls, all, while they're all playing <laughs> softball. Yeah, dude. Fucking, that would have you know. been the best. <laughs> <laughs> a song about strippers. You know, what, they're what, all what sitting there, there, like just <laughs> feeling. See, that would work in my stuff. alternate yeah, ending. There you go. <laughs> there you go. We got a collaboration. <laughs> Look at that collaborative effort here. Here we are. Oh my gosh. Okay, folks, this has been a little bit of a, a little <laughs> wild one. I, you know, that's the way it happens. Sometimes you I involve a, uh, and, and just to be, to be clear, uh, there might've been a delay on recording this pod because, uh, somebody who produces <laughs> this pod and edits it might've forgot the, uh, memory card and had to have his son deliver the card God. allegedly 20 minutes away. And, uh, <laughs> in that time we decided to drink, <laughs> play drinking games. <laughs> Uh, it's Blanagan. It's available on all yeah. <laughs> downloading give some, devices. Give some props. They, they deserve some props because that was that was a fun little game. All right, so folks, uh, next week we're going to be drafting. Uh, we just did a league of their own. We're going to go ahead and bring out the most memorable female duos. Um, we thought about going sisters. We thought that might limit us a little bit, so we opened it up to female duos. That could include sisters, right? Um, but duos definitely means two women. <laughs> <laughs> Female duos means two women. <laughs> I'm, I'm just informing the audience. You know, they, they, they're not here, so they need to hear that, and I need to clear things up. They don't see the words. Thank There's no Bradley. subtitles. They might have been confused. Thank you, Bradley. <laughs> so next week, two female duos. <laughs> I mean, your kitchen now, buddy. So we're drafting four it's women. It's the Latin okay. of it all. Most memorable <laughs> female duos. We will each take four picks, and the draftees are going to be me, Scotch. <laughs> Kendra and, and Walter. No, no. Players to be, no, players to be named later. Oh, oh, nice baseball tie-in. Players to be named later. So, all right, folks. It's been a pleasure. <laughs> Check us out on the socials. Oh, you know. It's getting saucy. It's late night, and we're just trying to wrap this thing up. <laughs> but if you go on the socials, I really, 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 really want you to like leave a message, comment something. Um, if you think uh, uh, some of our recent judges have sucked, <laughs> let us know. There's a lot of there's a lot of you know talk going on in in our in our realm that's talking about you know some of our judges. There's been controversial uh, yeah. takes and controversial decisions. Let us know. We would love to hear some shit talk about anybody that's part of this pod, <laughs> including our judges. Um, but I've got some folks over here that I want to thank. Walter, what's up? Oh, no. Come to me at the very end. <laughs> he wants to say bye-bye. I do. I always wanted to oh, do that. Oh, he's going to get that. Yeah. I'm sorry. But yes, Walter, Kendra, thank you for being here. We Anytime, really appreciate my you. Darling. Uh, Walter is the brewmaster at Last Call Brewing, and Kendra is a employee. <laughs> <laughs> at a place. Oh my God. I am the restaurant and events manager at the Oakdale Golf and Country Club located at 243 Nordsterns Road in Oakdale, California. Hey folks. Talk got, to me if you want a baby shower. I'm I saying gotcha. all sorts of fun stuff is happening in Oakdale and, and these two are actually responsible for a lot of it. So we appreciate you guys. Thank you for being on the pod. And uh, Scotch, thank you for being on the pod. Hey buddy. I'm Melissa's hoping. back. Hey Melissa. Thank you for being on the pod. You're welcome. <laughs> and uh, I think it's time to leave, so. Oh, I've always wanted to do this. Bye bye <laughs>
I can grab your favorite podcast. Let's start. Boom.